Hustle fam, hustle fam, welcome, welcome, come one, come all. Happy Truck and Hustle Tuesday, and we are back. Um, beautiful day, beautiful day. Listen, y'all, um, as you can see, we have been upgrading the Truck and Hustle experience. Um, we moved into some visuals, as promised. Um, a lot more to come. First thing I need y'all to do, um, everybody listening, is please go right now and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Truck and Hustle TV. Um, I promise you, I'm working on so much content, it's going to be crazy. I need y'all to go subscribe right now, run those numbers up. Um, we just dropped the podumentary for Alice Good Energy. Um, that's fire. Go check that out. We're going to be doing more podumentaries. Podumentaries, that's me, that's all me. Anybody who does a podumentary, they, they, they got it from your boy. And it's cool, I ain't even mad at that. You know, make it happen, let's get it. Um, what else, what else, what else? Um, also, website, we are still working out a few little things on the website, soon to launch. Um, look for that coming, um, coming really soon. But for now, go to truckandhustle.com. Um, T-R-U-C-K-N-H-U-S-T-L-E dot com um, Leave your name and your email so we can send out um, Send you out the newsletter with more updates um, What else? Make sure you're following all of our socials Of course, Instagram um, Just talked about the YouTube, Twitter, Facebook um, We're going to be bringing more updates today We're just trying to upgrade as we go along You know what I mean? I'm learning um, I'm new to a lot of this stuff So you know, everything isn't exactly where I want it to be, but we're going to get there. We're going to keep on building. We're going to build together. All right. Um, so, yo, today, real quick, um, dope show, um, talking about factoring. Um, I got an expert, y'all. I got Mr. Ben Colt um, from Riviera Finance to really break down the gray area um, in factoring to really get a deeper understanding of what factoring is, um, why or why not you should use factoring, Um and just really get into it. I asked as much, you know, questions as I could possibly think of. And, um, you know, Ben did a really thorough job of getting into the information. So I really think y'all going to appreciate this. Uh, make sure you listen all the way through. Um, because these, this is the type of stuff that you really need to understand, um, you know, when you're starting a business. Um, you know, the, this is the thing that's going to keep you in business. When you understand your financials, you understand where the money is going. Um, you understand the contracts you're signing. So, you know, don't sleep on this type of information, y'all. Really, really important. We love the inspiration. We love the stories. But we also got to make sure we focus on the meat and the stuff that's going to keep us in business and keep us thriving and striving. All right, y'all? So you know what it is. Um, put your ears on. Put your ears on. And if you smell something burning, it's only your desire. All right? Let's go. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley. And welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. The biggest uh, misconception about factor, I would say, is that it's unnecessary. Mm. Go into that. What I mean by that is, is that people, they, they don't need the cash until they need the cash. Turn my mic up. Take this. 
yeah, yeah, uh, on the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges, good friends become foes to snitches, better watch who knows in your business. All right, man, so listen, y'all, Hustle fam, um, today we are going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to everybody's heart, man, near and dear to everybody's heart, factoring, factoring, right? So I brought on an expert, um, Mr. Ben Culp um, of Riviera Finance, based out of Atlanta. He's a development manager over there. And, um, you know, I brought Ben on because I want us to be able to have a deeper understanding um, of, of, of our finances and of factoring, you know, all together. So um, reached out to Ben. I thought he could be a great resource for us. And he's just really willing to share and, you know, help us understand some of the, the great areas that we may, you know, we may not fully, fully, fully get. So, Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be, you know, on the show. I appreciate you reaching out to me and looking forward to speaking to the Truck and Hustle family. For sure, for sure, for sure. All right, so just a brief history. Let's just talk about how you got into, uh, into finance. Uh, born and raised uh, east side of Long Beach, California. Um, went to high school out there, um, Long Beach Poly High School. Go Jackrabbits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but basically, my senior year of high school, I had to take uh, economics just like most seniors in high school. And a stockbroker spoke in my economic class. And he talked about his experience as a stockbroker and the kind of money that he was making. And I didn't grow up in a, a nice situation from a financial standpoint. So when he was saying that he was making over 200000 I was like, ooh. Okay, what did you major in in college? Because right, right. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do next, right? And he said economics. I said, okay, cool. So uh, went to was blessed to be able to get a scholarship to University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, HBCU, small school in Arkansas. Um, went to my advisor, academic advisor. She asked me what you wanted to major in. I said economics. She asked me why. I said, well, this dude in a spoke in my economic class and he make over 200,000 a year. Mm. So I want to major in economics. I was a results driven person, you know? No so brainer. there we go. I like it. Yeah. She was like, uh, well, that's not a good reason. I said, uh, <laughs> do you make over 200,000? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I, I'm going to stick to economics. So, right. um, long story short, uh, played four years there. We graduated in four years. Um, got my degree in actually business management with a minor in economics. Okay. Um, and, I interned at a equipment financing company. Okay. My sophomore year, after my sophomore year of college. And in that, in that internship, when you're an intern, I mean, pretty much what you do is you serve. You know, you go out there, you ask people if they need stuff, you make cold calls. So I'm sitting there all summer making 150 to 200 calls a day, asking people if they need to buy equipment, learning about credit applications, collecting credit applications. And that's how I kind of cut my teeth. Okay. And I made a good enough impression that um, when I graduated, I was able to get a job there after graduation. So I went back there and started off in equipment finance. Did pretty well at it for a few years. Um, and kind of being young and not having a lot of responsibility, I took a break and uh, went and taught high school for a little bit. So I taught high school math with uh, a non-public school serving probation kids and got married had a kid and said, okay, I need to make some money again. So I need to get back into the finance world. So that's how I got back into the finance world and was doing it. I was in the space of 
uh, same day cash, like cash advance for businesses, which is not the best type of money for businesses. Okay. And uh, I was looking at transitioning out of California and coming into the South because I had some experience in the South living there in college and got recruited by Riviera Finance okay. to take over the position I'm in now, business development manager for the Southeast area um, based out of Georgia, but we, you know, we can cover everywhere out in the United States and Canada. And I just hit it off with the, with the guy that was the, the vice president of sales at the time because we were both from California. Okay. So we kind of hit it off and um, I took over for a gentleman that retired okay. about, almost three years ago. Okay. So um, one of the things that I liked about the factoring finance thing of it, I was, I was kind of brokering factoring deals as far as, as part of what I was doing before. So I had some experience with it and I saw it as a better solution for cash flow for non-bakeable businesses. Okay. So when you're dealing with small businesses, it is a little bit more difficult for them to be able to get a traditional line of credit from a bank or a business credit card. And the fees are low enough where it makes sense for a cash flow standpoint to be able to pay a factoring company to collect on your receivables. Okay. If you cannot, if you don't have access to the bank loans that are out there. Got you, you got know? you, got you. Because um, you see a lot of small to medium-sized businesses to the big thing about a small business when you first start, and you know this being in business as long as you had, is you, you have two things. You have lack of knowledge, which you're providing for a lot of people in the trucking industry. Thank you for that. No and then you have, and you have a lack of capital, right? And you have capital for different things. You have the equipment side with the trucks, and then you have, you know, obviously capital just to be able to pay everything you have to pay as a trucking company. You got your insurance, you got to pay your driver. You know, your driver don't want to hear that you didn't collect on your invoice this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, um, I just saw it as a, a viable solution for small businesses and, and the fact that they've been around for 50 years and they had the you know, stability in the industry. That's what kind of drew me to factoring. Gotcha. Um, but I've always kind of, from a selling standpoint, I've always been in the money for the cash flow for businesses uh, industry because there's a lot of small businesses out there and they need alternative, you know, lending sources. And this is, in my opinion, the best lending source outside of, you know, a bank line of credit. Got you. Got you. So for people who are just new to the term um, factoring, what, what would be, if you wanted to simplify factoring for people, how would you simplify it? If, 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 if someone asks, what do you do? How would you simplify it for someone who hasn't been in the industry before, not familiar with the term? So I, I provide cash flow for your IOUs. Okay. An invoice is an IOU, right? Okay. So you okay. invoice someone, they owe you money, but they're not going to pay you right away. What I do is I advance you the money on that. I purchase that invoice for you and I handle your accounts receivables. So you don't have to collect. You can focus on building your business. Got you. And let's talk about the process. Um, how, how does that process work? When you um, first partner with a factoring company, talk a little bit about the process. So I'm glad you brought up the process. So the first part of the process is you want to look at, you know, the difference, the different type of factoring companies. So you have a non-recourse factoring company and you have a recourse factoring company, right? So a non-recourse factoring company means that they guarantee the credit of your, of your invoice, the factored invoice. Okay. And what I mean by that is, is that when you factor an invoice, it's not a guarantee that the that your client, the, sh the shipper or the freight broker that you haul the load for is going to pay on that invoice. 
that 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 freight broker could go out of business and go bankrupt and then you're stuck you still have to pay your driver you have to pay everything else so with a with a non-recourse factoring company we guarantee the credit of that of that invoice meaning that if you factor that invoice with a, a non-recourse factoring company and the shipper goes out of business or goes bankrupt before we collect on those funds we don't ask you for the money back that we've already given you mm. on a factored invoice. Mm. Okay. That's huge. On a recourse. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll go into that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah for sure. You for know, sure. soon on, on a recourse factoring company, um, depending on each company, what they do is they do not guarantee that. So that means that you're personally liable for the, for the funds that were given to you. If that if your freight broker shipper if the end user does not pay that invoice, okay, it's typically anywhere between forty five to ninety days is when you're either charged more fees or they ask you to pay back all of the money. And there's two ways that that's paid back. Um, with the term in the factoring world is called a chargeback, but the two ways that, that that that's paid back is you either have to if you are not factoring new invoices. You have to pay that back immediately through your personal funds, or if you are factoring new invoices, they'll just take money on the new receivables and new invoices that were due to you. So, example, you turn in your invoices for the week on Monday, ten thousand dollars in invoices, and then you the next day you receive your ACH, meaning the payment from the factoring company, you only get fifteen hundred dollars. The reason why you only got fifteen hundred dollars is maybe it's because you know, eighty-five hundred dollars was was uh to was collected, did not collect on eighty-five hundred dollars from old invoices. So they just took it out of your new invoices. Mm. Okay. So they just take the money out of the new invoices. They're not gonna tell you they're gonna take it out of it, that they're just gonna take it out of it. Right. And you're expecting to have to pay, you know, again, fuel, insurance, pay your driver for the ones that dropped off, you know, that carry the loads and everything. And you're expecting to get, you know, ninety seven, ninety eight hundred dollars. And you only get fifteen hundred. That right. puts you in a bad spot. For sure, right? So, um, that understanding that concept, non-recourse, recourse. Now, you don't have to go with Riviera Finance, but just make sure you go with a non-recourse factoring company if you're going if you need to use factoring. Okay. Gotcha. So that that's that's process there. When you're when you're looking for factoring companies, non-recourse factoring. I want to focus on that. When you're looking for factoring companies. One, you want to also look at the application and read every detail of the application. There's fine print in applications. Now, the reason why I bring up reading the details of the application, not just the contract, the application, okay. is because there are some factoring companies out there that in the verbiage of their application, it allows them to file a UCC a uniform commercial code. Okay. Which, what it is, all the UCC is, is a lien that any financial institution uh, files on your business or yourself for whatever they're leaning against, uh, what, they're, what they're financing against. So in the, in the world of factoring, we're financing against your accounts receivables because we're buying your invoices. Correct. Okay, so we're gonna file the lien on that. And, the, and when you buy a truck, they file it against the truck. So the, whatever the, the collateral is the, the truck. asset, right? Yeah. The asset. 
which speaking of that, just a side note, when you, when you do finance your truck, you want to make sure that they don't file a blanket UCC, meaning all assets that they put specifically on the UCC, the piece of equipment that it is, because that can inhibit you from getting other financing and banking as well as factoring. Okay. So read that application, fill out application, you know, um, you want to talk to a person. If I'm the if I'm the trucking company, now I don't own a trucking company, but if I'm the trucking company, and I'm not giving if, like legal advice or anything, but I would want to verbally speak with a couple different factoring companies and ask questions, ask them if they follow UCC, if you fill out the application, maybe send it, because if you're not versed on the verbiage, you might want to do an email response correspondence with the company, making sure that they're telling you based on the application, you're not going to follow UCC. Right. So that you have proof. So if they do, if they do end up doing it, you can make them reverse it right. without getting charged. Okay. Right. okay. So you have your application. Um, and then the application process as well, what I've been coming across with just dealing with prospects that are coming to me for factor and they're asking me questions about being charged for an application. Really? Yes. I've actually yeah. had people, um, for some reason in, the, in Alabama area as well, like they come, they come and they're being charged um, and they ask, do I charge? And I, the first thing I tell them, if a company is asking you to pay money to apply right. for factoring, right. run away as fast as possible. Right, right, right. <laughs> you shouldn't have to pay for an application, okay? Um, but there are companies that charge fees and typically it's not the actual direct lender. Okay. The actual person that's going to be paying. It's a broker that's trying to, you know, make money off of something even if it doesn't go anywhere. Got you. Okay. Um, so you have your application process and it's a quick process. If you're dealing with a good factoring company that has quick response, you should be able to find out if your application is pre-approved within 24 hours. It shouldn't okay. be a long process. Okay. Um, if it takes longer than that, typically that, that kind of tells you about their service as far as when they, when you're dealing with them and factoring invoices, um, that means that they may not have enough operational staff. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of um, sense. Yeah. So. And, and real quick, what are some of the things that will be on that application? Um, one. And then two. Um, what's the other question I wanted to ask? Oh, um, do you do, do you typically pull credit um, personal guarantees? How does that work? Are they looking into your your your, your personal credit for that? What was the credit checks? Sure. So kind of going back to the non-recourse versus recourse recourse are kind of more focused on the personal credit. And the, if your business is establishing the business credit, because they want to know that you can pay them back if they buy invoices, right? Because okay. they're, they're, they're not going to work on collect them as much possibly if they buy the invoice, right? As far as collecting on it. So if they don't, if your client, the shipper or the broker doesn't pay, they want to make sure that you are able to actually pay it back. Okay. So it's more on a personal credit. Non-recourse, we don't really focus on the personal credit as much. You know, we want to make sure that you don't have, you know, 20 judgments against you or something like that. Right. Um, um, we, we do ask for, you know, your, your, your personal information, your social security. We need to make sure to verify who you are. We do look at the um, personal credit, um, but it's more so on the credit of the companies that you're servicing. Gotcha. Okay. Because they're the ones that pay us. Right. So in factoring, when you factor it, when you, a, a trucking a carrier takes a load, drops it off to a shipper right we they invoice it they send it to us to factor it we send it to the shipper make sure every, all the documentation is correct the sign bill laden and everything and we give them the money on the load 
the shipper's going to pay us the money back. Right. The carrier is not going to pay us. So we right. are more in tune with looking at the credit of the shipper or the freight broker than we are looking at your personal credit. Okay. Right. Um, we do, most companies do run a background check um, we, more so for different things like stuff that make sure that you're not, you know, you're not in an active bankruptcy. You know, we want to make sure you're not an active bankruptcy. Um, and then the biggest thing, the biggest hurdle that I found of people not being able to get approved for factoring is not paying taxes. Mm. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. Okay. Okay. The the entity that you cannot run from. Right. <laughs> okay. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So um, you know, obviously you want to be paying your taxes and the goal is not to have to pay any taxes if you have good accountant, but you know, you gotta pay your taxes, you know. Right. So that's the biggest hurdle I found. Um and another thing that I find in the application process is people will, you know, do bad maybe have a bad situation with the company, shut down the company and open up another company thinking the taxes are going to go away. Mm, got you. Right. So trying in the same industry, real quick. Right. trying right. to find a loophole. Um, so, you know, but overall, I don't want to scare anybody in the application process. You know, the underwriting is simple. It's straightforward. We ask you about your, your business, your business information, make sure your business is set up properly. So, um, and make sure that, um, you know, obviously you haven't committed fraud or anything like that and you don't have a bunch of tax liens or active bankruptcy, open bankruptcy. Okay. So that's, that's pretty much all that we really look for. Um, and then as long as you have, you know, companies that pay their bills, which we check the business credit of your, your shippers and your freight brokers, you know, we have a good working relationship. Got you. Got you. So how, how are you guys able to assume that risk being a, um, non-recourse is it like is it just basically in the the groundwork that you do as far as looking into the companies and so forth and so on and 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 do you have times when you don't get paid like i'm just curious from your business side like are there times where you guys have to chase these companies and you 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 take a loss um so to answer your question yes there there are situations where we take a loss but it's very low very low percentage um our standard is less than a three percent loss you know we want to, we want a zero percent loss, but less than three percent. Um, and being around for fifty years, the company has the data. You know, we've worked with most of the shippers and the freight brokers that have been around for a little while. You know, so with that data, we're able to see. We know who pays and who doesn't pay just through actual experience. Obviously, we do our, our regular underwriting and we check the, you know, the, the business credit of the shippers and the freight brokers. And it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, as far as how do we know how to what what risk to assume and whatnot. Right. We, again, experience of the company being around for a long time, and then all our ops operational managers have been with the company over ten years. Mm, gotcha. So they have a ton of experience. And my local office here in, in um, Atlanta, our operational office, our operational manager has been with the company over 25 years. And all of our account executives teams, all the account executives have been with the company over 10 years. So it's just a ton of experience. Gotcha. You know, they know what to look for. They know how to evaluate credit. We know how much credit to give on particular shippers and freight brokers. Um, so just understanding what, what their, um, how do you say the credit profile? We can look at the credit profile and just understand exactly what to give on that. 
Gotcha. And what ha- what happens with some of the newer carriers is they'll get linked up with if they're not if they don't have a um a dispatch service they may get linked up with like a, a newer freight broker that's a, that's getting them lo- some good sized loads but because it's a newer freight broker we won't approve the credit right because they don't have the credit profile okay and in a situation like that a lot of times that's when they start looking for you know a different factoring company not understanding that it's not that we don't want to buy it is that it doesn't make financial sense for us to buy it right. because, you know, if they don't pay, you know, 97, 98% of zero is zero. For sure. <laughs> and them as a carrier, they may want to look into doing business with somebody else as well. Not, you know what I mean? Right. 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 Second, second, second guess that decision. Right. As well. Right. So they can say, Oh, I'm not going to factor in just you know, haul the load, but if you don't get paid on the load, you know, yeah. so that's where we kind of protect you as well. Um, you know, most most factoring companies, especially in the non-recourse space, they offer you uh, fast credit checks. So where you have a customer portal, you can look in there and see if they're already working with us and you can check their their credit. Um, we use a simple green, yellow, red light system. So green light, they're automatically approved uh, for a certain amount. Yellow, you just need to call and check. It might have been some issues. And red, run away. <laughs> right. Most likely don't pay. Yeah. So we just, you know, we like to protect our customers the best as we can. All right, cool. So um let's continue going through the process. So now I'm a company, I'm I'm a carrier. Um, you know, we've we've gone through all the paperwork, so forth and so on. I'm accepted. We're working together. What happens next? So you accept the paperwork. Sign, we go through the agreement, you know, talk about the numbers, make sure you're comfortable with the numbers. We get you signed up with the, uh, with the agreement. Um, speaking of agreements, um, we don't lock you in. My, my company, Riviera Finance, we don't lock you into a long-term agreement. Okay. Okay. Our standard agreement is a year. Um, you know, depending on the situation, we can be flexible with that. But our standard agreement is a year. Um, things to look out for in agreements in general when it comes to uh, factoring anything else. One, read the agreement, <laughs> the entire agreement. Right. Um, and the reason why I say that, um, I, I can't tell you how many times I have, I, I speak with individuals that are referred to me or call in and I ask them about their agreement and they have no idea what their term is. Right, right. How long the agreement is. Yeah. Um, they, they have no idea if there's a penalty, if they exit their agreement early, which most agreements have some sort of penalty. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and then there's even agreements out there that don't even have the option of exiting the agreement. Mm. Right. Yeah. So what you want to ask them is one, show me where the term is. If you're not going to read through everything, I'm telling everybody you should read through everything, but you want to show, want them to show you where the term is, show that, show you where the fees are, where, where, how much your cost is just to make sure it matches up with what you were told previously. Right. And then show you how you can exit the agreement. If you chose to exit the agreement. Gotcha. And if there's a penalty, so you can understand that part of it. Okay. Um, and then also if there's an auto renewal to the agreement. Okay. And what an auto renewal means is that 
in agreements, typically what happens is they, if it's a service-oriented agreement like factoring is, there is an auto renewal to the agreement and you have to send a written notice to get out of the agreement at a certain amount of time before the end of the term of the agreement. Okay. So typically it's anywhere from 30 to 90 days before the term of the agreement. And you just need to make sure that you do that, even if you're going to continue factoring with them, just so you have the option of right. looking at different options, you right. know, from a financial standpoint. Okay. Another thing in uh, factoring agreements is some companies require you to factor all of your invoices. So you want to know if that's the situation that you're signing up into as well. Okay. okay. Um, we don't require you at Riviera Finance to do that. Of course, we would love for you from a obviously from a profit standpoint for us, we, you know, we would love for you to do it. It also is a benefit to us, especially a new carrier to factor most, if not all of their invoices, just because we're kind of like, because we're non-recourse, it's kind of like an insurance for you, so to speak, if you think about it, right. because we're taking on the credit of the factor invoice. So right. it just protects you from if you don't, you know, get paid on the situation and we approve the credit of the, of the factor invoice, then you don't have an issue of losing, you know, the money on that entire load. Okay. So you want to check out as far as that as well. Um, so understanding those three things, you know, fees, term, exit strategy, if you need to, with the gotcha. agreement. Gotcha. Yeah. But we sign the agreement. Um, we verify your invoice and with the signed BOL rate rate confirmation sheet, um, and then we fund that. Um, we fund that, which but depending on with factoring for uh, trucking industry. It takes a couple days to get the first initial in. So if you typically with trucking, if you apply on a Monday, we can get you set up that that same week. Okay. okay. It takes a couple days because um, we have to do all the checks and everything, and then get you all set up with the agreement. Um, once you're set up in the system and you're a customer of Riviera Finance or another factoring company, most factoring companies like ourselves, we fund same day if you submit your invoices by a certain time. Okay. Okay. Um, even if you submit it after time, obviously we try to factor it all day, but if, you know, there's a cutoff point where you can actually fund, you know, anything because, you know, the banks have times where you have to submit it and they close. So obviously we can only, that's why it's a cutoff time. Right. But yeah, so you're assigned with, with us, we assign you a, a team, an account executive, account executive and an account representative. Okay. Okay. My job, along with my associate, um, Elvia Vega, she is my business development representative. She works out of our office. Our job is to bring you on board and to set you up and to be a resource for you. Mm. Okay. Then we assign you to an ex account executive team that's in our office Monday through Friday, 830 to 5. And their their job is they, they collect it when you submit the invoices through the web portal. You can submit it any way you want. You can submit it through a web portal. You can email it. You can walk it into our office if you're local, or you can sit in the mail, <laughs> whatever's convenient for you. Right, um, right, if, you're right. if you're techie or not techie, whatever's convenient for you. But you submit your invoices. Most, most carriers, they submit it on once or twice a week. Gotcha. Our busiest days are, are Mondays and Thursdays. Gotcha. They're coming in from the weekend, and then they want their money right before the weekend. So it's up to you. Um, but just having access to those multiple ways to send it in, whatever makes the uh, carrier comfortable. We want to make sure that we, you know, work towards what, the, what makes them feel comfortable. Got you. Got you. And as far yeah, as collecting, so, co collecting on accounts um, as a carrier, I don't have any responsibility towards that. You guys assume all the collecting and 
pretty much you give me, you factor my money and that's a part of the fee that I'm paying you for, correct? Correct. And that's a, that's a non-recourse factoring. Um, I've heard stories and I'm not, I don't work for a recourse factoring company, but I've heard stories where, you know, if you don't work it yourself with recourse, if there's not a good ship or a good freight broker, you might, that's how you have the charge bucks coming because you're not keeping track of everything. Mm-hmm. But we actively collect on it. Um, we don't hound them like bill collectors. We want to make sure we don't ruin that relationship right, right. between you and them or, you know, the dispatcher and them or freight broker and vice versa. So we just want to make sure that we do it in the way that it's supposed to be done. So what I mean by that is, is that we look at the process. When we initially set, set you up and we're working with the different shippers or the different freight brokers, we look at exactly the process and how they want us to deliver the paperwork to them. And we make sure that we follow that protocol with each, you know, each different shipper and different, you know, freight brokers so that we can get paid in a timely manner. Right. We look at the process of how, you know, if they have a portal, if we need to email it, if we need to fax it, not much, so much fax anymore, but email or a portal, however it's supposed to be submitted, we make sure that that's submitted properly. Got you, got you, got you. Okay. All right, let's talk about, uh, um, you know, what everybody really cares about, the numbers, man, the money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you guys determine how much you're going to charge um, a carrier for factoring, um, you know, when they're, when they're just setting up with you guys? And are there differences or is there a standard price? How does that work? Yeah, so it's, it's different products, different, well, different setups for pricing standpoint, right? Okay. So obviously, and I was listening to your, uh, the podcast you did with Metro Max. Okay. DeMarco, that was good. And he was talking about how he, he collectively, he comes with a group of, instead of just him, you got, you know, 50 truckers and then you get better pricing on insurance and factoring and different stuff like that. Um, so obviously the more trucks you have, the more profit it is for us. Okay. Right? So, you know, a new person starting out is not going to want to hear this, but you know, the lower trucks, it's, it's a cost of doing business to everything. Right. Right. So right. we got to pay for that account executive team. You know, we got to pay for our people in corporate to run different checks and stuff like that. We got to pay for all these different things. So the fee is going to be a little bit higher for someone that has one to three trucks versus someone that has five to 10 trucks. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Now the fee can be the same depending on what pricing plan you go with. So there's plans that focus on volume where the more volume you do, the lower your price is overall. Okay. And there's plans that focus on how long it takes for us to collect the money, which if we collect in a certain amount of time is this fee and a certain, this like 30 days and then, you know, 45 days and so on and so forth. Okay. Gotcha. And, but there's a max to it though. Right? Okay. Um, so if you go with the, the plan that's based on how much time it takes for us to collect it, then the fees are typically about the same. Okay. No matter if you have one truck or you have, you know, 50 trucks. Um, but when you have more trucks, you typically want to go with a bot, what we call a volume type pricing where you can, or a flat fee. So you have time, volume, flat fee. Gotcha. Okay. The flat fee is based on the size and the volume that you're doing. If you're doing enough volume and we're able to make the, our profit margin that we need to make for our cost of doing business, then we can give you, obviously you're going to have a lower fee versus if you have one truck. Got you. And, and, and what do your fees range from? Let's talk about from the lowest to maybe the, the highest and, you know, those type of extenuating circumstances. Just give us an idea for people who are looking to do business with Riviera. So I'll talk about not just Riviera, but I'll talk about factoring in general. Okay. 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 So typically a non-recourse factoring fee is somewhere between 3% and 5%. 
the reason why it's between 3% and 5% is because we do take on that risk and it doesn't matter how long it takes for us, for them to pay us, it's not going to fall back on you. Okay. So it's typically some, you, somewhere between a 95 to 97% advance rate. And what advance rate is, is how much money you get once you factor the load. Okay. So out of 100% of the invoice for easy numbers, $100, you get 95 to $97. We hold on to that 3 to $5 until we get paid and we rebate what we call a reserve back to you or we rebate whatever's left over. Okay. Once we get paid, if it's two bucks, one buck, you know, we rebate that back to you. Okay. Right. So that's typically what you're looking at from a non-recourse non standpoint. Okay. A recourse standpoint, it's a lower fee but then you have the risk uh, on the back end, okay, as far as if they don't pay within a certain amount of time. That fee that I've seen, just from my personal experience, is typically between 1.3, 1.4 to 2.5% is typically what you're looking at from a recourse standpoint. Gotcha. Okay? Um, if you're dealing with companies that are shippers that you know are pretty big, like a C.H. Robinson that, you know, pay pretty regular and stuff like that, um, then maybe you're comfortable with the recourse product, right? Um, but if, you go, if you're just starting out and you need to grow, you may want, I would recommend if you're starting out, especially if you're starting out, you want to start with a non-recourse and overall keep a non-recourse. Obviously, as you grow, you can always renegotiate your fees. Gotcha. Some people won't, <laughs> management might not want to hear me say that, but yeah, you can always, re, you know, re, renegotiate your fees, okay? So, um, Leveraging your growth, we want to grow as a company with Riviera Finance. We want to grow with you, okay? And we want to we want to service you so that you feel comfortable with the with the service. It's a win win for both sides, right. okay? If you if uh, and we have situations where you know company might price shop and they they come to the end of their contract and they leave us and they find out that the service is not as quality as our service is because we have you know multiple operational offices to service you. So when you call our office, we actually answer the phone. I don't know if you experienced that with your trunk company and <laughs> doing factoring, but we actually answer the phone. You know, right. we respond to emails. Right. We make sure that you have communication. If you're waiting on a payment, you know, we make sure that we communicate with you. So we right. provide that service and we have three levels of three levels of service to you operationally. Okay. So first level is the initial myself as a business development manager and then my associate Elvia Vega, our business development rep representative, we make sure that we're always a resource to you. Okay. So we don't just hand you off and be, we never answer the phone again. I have clients call me all the time about different things. They have questions about if they think something doesn't look right and I'm always a resource to them. So that's the first source. The second and most important source is our account executive team. Okay. So you have a team that's dedicated, that's assigned, that you're assigned to, that works with you locally. It's a local team. We always make sure it's as local as possible to you. And they're in the office Monday through Friday. And it's, two, it's a two-person team and one person, both people are never out on the same day. We don't, we don't approve that. So we make sure that there's always someone there. And then we have our operational management team, which is our operations manager and his assistant manager as well just in case you're not able to get a hold of your immediate team, you have access to them as well during business hours. And yeah, have access to me during business hours and, and after business hours, because that's just what I do. That's part of it. Right, right, you know, right. That's my responsibility. That's what I do. Right. Um, 
So you want to be, we want to make sure we, you know, hold ourselves accountable from a customer service standpoint and provide great service. And a product of our great service is that our number one referral source is our customers. We get most of our business from our customers, right. you know, so that's, that's, that's big for us. We're, we're really big on that. And we're making sure that we build those long-term relationships and we have several customers that have been with us for over 10 years. Got you. Dope, dope, dope. So um, you talked about the, the, the recourse versus non-recourse. Um, talk about some of the other red flags that people want to watch out for um, when they look into factoring. If, if, what are some things that should, blare, that should stick out to you that you should live? If someone's going through a contract, what are like the top three things you would say in your experience they should be looking out for and say, hey, maybe I don't, you know, I'm on, I want to look at this again, you know, just to be sure I want to do business with, with, with this company. Sure. So um, additional fees, right? So um, what, I, what I mean by additional fees is they'll talk to you about what their factoring fee is, but then sometimes they'll have a fee, like an administrative fee. Okay. So okay. they'll say, my fact, you want to always look at your total cost of, of the financing. Okay. You want to understand what your total cost of the financing is. Okay, and that's in any type of financing. So, but with the factoring side, you have your factoring fee. Is there, how much is there a reserve? Is there an advance rate? What's your advance rate? Um, is, does it, so when I say additional fees, you have what they call a ACH fee. Okay. Okay, which most factoring companies have them. We do, we have an ACH fee, you know. Um, and that's just a cost when you submit what we call a schedule of accounts which uh, say you, in a week you run, a, a one truck truck runs, you know, 10 loads, right? They do 10 loads and they turn in the, the 10 invoices with the, B, the signed BOLs, array confirmation sheet, and they want to factor all 10 invoices. That's called, a, they submit a schedule of accounts and it shows all the invoices that's in there, okay? It can be done electronically or manually. Um, you submit your schedule and then you want to get paid. When you get paid, they charge an ACH fee. You have an option of ACH, uh, a check, or a wire, okay? Um, typically, an ACH fee and a wiring fee, the wiring fee is more than the ACH fee because it's a charge. On, sometimes it's a charge through your bank and it's a charge from the bank that is sending the money as well, okay? So that's why it's a charge for that. Typically, wires are not free. Okay, some factoring companies do give ACH for free, depending on the situation. Okay, okay. So you just you, that's something that could be negotiated. Um, fees if you don't additional fees if they don't collect within a certain amount of time. Okay. Okay. So typically, when it's not a certain amount of time, say it gets past sixty days, so the the recourse fee maybe it's 1.5%, but if they don't pay in 60 days, they charge you four or 5% more. That can be in there. I'm yeah. not using it as the exact numbers, but just- Yeah, yeah for example. sure, for sure, I got it. Um, and then administrative fees, maybe they charge you, this, your, your factoring fee is 2%, but you have a two and a half or 3% administrative fee. So total fee is 5%. Right. But all you're thinking is a 2% factoring fee. You're not right. even thinking about the administrative fee. Yeah. That doesn't even doesn't cross your mind. Yeah. And typically they're kind of the same. Like if your factoring fee is 2% and your administrative fee is 2%, you're paying total 4%. So 
it can be if you're not paying attention and looking at it, it can look like, oh, maybe that's the same thing. Mm. Maybe it's, you know, it's the factoring fee and administrative fee is the same thing. Um, We give a traditional advance, you know, based on whatever pricing structure that you choose. Um, But there's some companies that say, oh, no, they give me 100 percent of the, the invoice. Well, then how do they make money? (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, so there's, there's charitable donations. There's giving right. Away. <laughs> right. So, so when, when we see something like that and we look at the agreement is what typically what it is, is they build up a certain amount reserved based on a volume of that, that trucking company is doing right so it's typically it could be like a ten thousand dollar reserve so after you you build up a ten thousand dollar reserve you get a hundred percent of the invoice because we can just take out of that ten thousand that's your money Mm. that we're just holding on for you and collecting interest on it for you probably right (laughs) but but you hold (laughs) you're right but they hold on to that fee so that i mean that reserve of 10 of 10 grand typically that's that's what i've seen in different agreements so it's stuff it's things like that that you'll see you know from from different fees additional fees like that um and reserves but <laughs> you know Got you. A, a, a company has to everybody has to make money right sure. so you just have you just have to um you know look at and make sure that you're not paying above and beyond you know adding up all the different costs and what's your total cost for the finance Got that's you. what you want to look at you don't want to necessarily look at what the factoring fee is. What's my total cost for the financing, right? Is there any other additional fees or anything like that? Okay. So in the trucking industry, Riviera Finance is specifically talk about us. You know, um, we we have a wiring fee, okay, because we get charged on that too. We can't lose money, right? Um, ACH fee, negotiable. Um, and then we don't pay, we don't charge for like checks if you want a, a hard check or anything like that cut out to you. Okay. okay. Uh, one of the things that separate us as well, um, a lot of, a lot of carriers are, st- from my experience, what I'm seeing are starting to step into the freight broker world as well. They want to get all of it. Right. 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 Um, we want, we are one of the few factoring companies out there that will factor both freight broker side of it and the carrier side of it. Gotcha. Okay. So you have, you know, you have a company where you can have everything in one house. Got you, got you. Okay, a lot of trucking companies factor that factor truckings do not deal in both space, mm. you know. So they they don't they don't deal with the the freight broker side of it. So they we we have that option for you as well. Got you. Just curious when you um when you uh, take on new clients, what's like the 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 top reason why they come to Riviera uh, as opposed to who they are working with previously? So the biggest reason I would say is they've. One, they've heard great things about us because okay. our customers are our number one referral source. You know, so they we they they've heard the, the service that we provide, heard about the service that we provide. We're very personal as far as making sure that we're taking care of you and handling the needs of our customers. You know, we we take that very seriously. Um, you know, the our our actual experience is is huge in that in that aspect of it. Okay, um, the the true non recourse side of it. Okay, so um, kind of going back to the agreement a little bit, a company can say that they're non-recourse, but if they're going to charge you additional fees after a certain amount of time, that means they're just not recourse until what, 90 days or 60 days. Right. Or if they, you know, you got to make sure that there's no, no, no out to that part of it as well when it comes so, to being non-recourse. So you want to look for that language in the initial contract and just really dial down on that. Are you recourse or non-recourse? That should probably be one of the first things you look into. 
Yes, absolutely. And then also, and I'm sorry to, to backtrack. No, fine. No problem. We were talking about, we were talking about the additional fees. Um, so as a business, right, when we're talking about factoring, um, you're, you're servicing, you know, these shippers and these freight brokers, right? And they're supposed to send, when you factor the invoice, they're supposed to send payment to your factoring company. People that have been in the business know that sometimes accidentally accounts payable for the shipper or the freight broker will accidentally send that check to you, the trucking company, the carrier, right? Right. And as a carrier, if you know you factor the invoice, you're supposed to turn over, you know, that check to the factoring so. company. <laughs> you will hope so, right? Um, but there are factoring companies that will charge you huge fees for you just receiving the check. Really? And it's, and it's written in their contract. Okay. Yes, yeah, actually. So if you accidentally receive a receive check and – and you and you don't get it get it to them within a certain amount of time, and it's sometimes it's like twenty four hours. How you receive a check? How are you gonna get it to them in twenty four hours? Yeah, that's check. crazy, man. That's yeah. Crazy. So yeah, so um, that's another added fee to look for, you know, as far as that kind of thing. But you definitely want if you do receive a check, you do want to turn it over because obviously you're gonna be liable for that money. And if you cash it more than a couple of times, your factor company's probably not gonna fact want to factor you anymore, you know. So you Got just want to make sure you don't ruin that relationship. Um, but that's just another thing <laughs> to go into. I got you. I got you. That, that's that's crazy. I mean, that probably doesn't really happen often, but it it has it's happened to me before. So I know what you're mm -hmm. what you're referring to. And then you're looking at it like, man, I'm about to get paid twice. I'm about to be in the money. <laughs> <laughs> and ultimately, it's not your money. So you got it. We got to do the right thing. Right. You got you got to do the right thing because it just protects yourself in the future. You just don't want to have a headache in the future when you expect it you know, to get paid on future invoices and we got to charge you back because you didn't, you know, right. turn over that check. Y'all going to get it anyway. So it is what it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, what other um, industries you guys work in as far as factoring? You just don't do trucking, right? You also work in some other industries as well? Yes, we do. So um, the biggest, our big, our top three industries that we work in is uh, trucking is the top. And then we got staffing and manufacturing. Okay. okay. Um, but we factor invoices for any business that invoices another business. Okay. So that can be, you know, it can be like cabling, you know, or um, there's a lot of people working in the space of 5G. That's huge technology where they're installing different equipment from on antenna, antenna equipment. And, and um, we do a lot of stuff with uh, government contracts as well, you know, state on the state level mostly. Okay, so you have, uh, for example, um, I have a client that is a janitorial service and he services the airport, right? So they clean the hoods for the different restaurants. The hoods is the hood over, you know, the restaurant style stoves. Yeah, yeah. They go in, they clean out the grease traps too for it. And it's a huge account because they, they do it for most of the, all, pretty much all of the Atlanta airport most of the restaurants in there That's dope. okay yeah so um but any business that services another business we we will factor the invoice um trucking is the the lowest risk industry believe it or not because right. it's, you can't That's really right. dispute the invoice you know because yeah. you have a signed bol either they drop you got the load or you didn't and you said you did because you signed the bol so right that's the lowest risk um but yeah we we service any business that invoices another business and we pay for referrals Dope, dope, dope. Um, <laughs> biggest, well, since you talk about that, what do you pay for referrals? Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, so um, we, pay, we pay our clients. We have a client referral program. Um, 
Um, it's a very exciting client referral program, pays up to $1,000. We have a, 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 a per referral, you know, um, and then we also have- uh, yeah, Hold on, so you're telling me you know, right now, if I get the, the couple of thousands of uh, Truck and Hustle audience to all go to you, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting my little piece for my niece. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man, fucking hustle. Go to Riviera. <laughs> <laughs> let's Absolutely. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Dope, dope, dope. That's that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm listening. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a a broker referral program where you get paid a percentage of the fees, you know, that we collect from, you know, on the invoices, and that's uh, ongoing. You know, okay. so it just depends on, you know, what the situation is, but we make sure that we take care of the people that refer us business. We appreciate all referrals. Um, we handle them with care. I like that. I like that. Biggest misconception about factoring. The biggest uh, misconception about factoring, I would say, is that it's unnecessary. Mm. Go into that. What I mean by that is, is that people... They, they don't need the cash until they need the cash. Mm. Okay. So yeah. they, they think that they have enough built up, you know, in reserve cash or, you know, heaven forbid, if they think that they have enough in credit cards to last them until, you know, they get paid and, you know, 30 days doesn't necessarily mean 30 days. If you know, if you, if you know the industry, you know, right. it could be 45, it could be 60. And then they get to their, their wits end and their account's about to go negative and they got to make payroll and they got to pay insurance and they come at the last minute, you know? Mm. So what I, like I would encourage any, especially startup trucking companies is utilize factoring for at least the first year or two and don't spend everything that you get in. You know, uh, you got to control your overhead. Um, you know, don't start buying, you know, lavish stuff, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, but build up, you know, build up your cash flow for your business, you know, then eventually, you know, you have enough reserve where you may not need to factor every invoice or you may not need to factor any at all. Um, but know that it's definitely necessary for the first few years, unless you just rolling in dough, you know, then, <laughs> you know, you're good to go. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely needed for the first few years. Um, don't wait to the last minute, you know, we're going to still hustle and bustle to make sure we get you, you know, the cash that you need as fast as possible, but don't wait till the last minute. And even though I'm saying that, don't wait to the last minute, people are going to do it anyway. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Nah, you're, you're, you're right, man. It definitely um, is necessary a hundred percent for any um, sustainable growth in a business, man. You, you have to have that, that 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 factor in that that resource because you can't grow without it. I mean, like you said, um, covering payroll, different expenses, so forth and so on, is necessary. It's just a matter of connecting with the right company that's gonna that's gonna take care of you and treat you right and be fair. Absolutely. All right, man. Um, listen, you you you've provided us with a ton of knowledge. I think the truck and hustle audience definitely understands factoring one hundred percent now. Is there anything that I didn't ask that you'd want to add? Um, you know, just, just, just for the people that I, I may have not, I may have not put out there. All I can add is, is just make sure you look at multiple companies, you know, of course, you know, people, I would want to say, you know, come to me, come to Riviera finance. Um, but you want to look at multiple companies, look at the, the pros and cons, um, look at their agreements, 
you know, make sure you take a look at the agreements and understand the agreements, you know, as best you can, you know, for those that don't have access to, you know, legal resources and whatnot. Um, but look at multiple companies and make sure that when you're initially starting that you get set up with a non-recourse factor and company. I know you, we already talked about that a lot, but right. I got to hone in on that because it's so key. It's right. so key. It's so important. Um, I just, I get these horror stories where they come to me and they're like, man, I, I couldn't pay my, my driver because they charged me back and now I don't have a good driver. And you know how hard it is in the, in the trucking industry to find sure. good drivers, sure. you know? Sure. So just uh, just honing in on the, on the non-recourse, honing in on, you know, making sure that you're not locked into a, a long-term contract and that you have an exit to it. You know, that's the biggest things. And uh, working with somebody that's going to be a resource to you you know, that you, you actually can get a hold of, you know, call their office, see if you get a hold of somebody. Right. Right. Now, a hundred percent, hundred percent. That's dope. Um, man, I think, I, I think you gave the audience all they need today, man. Um, where can the truck and hustle audience connect with you, Ben, um, connect with Riviera to talk about that social media website. Go ahead. We, we, yeah. We'll... So we're, we're on Instagram at Riviera underscore factoring underscore ATL and that's R I V I E R A underscore factoring underscore ATL. Okay. And, um, you can email me. Um, you can, my email is uh, B as in my, in my first name, Ben, my last name, Culp. So B Culp, B C as in cat, U L P as in Peter at Riviera finance.com. Okay. That's R I V I E R A finance F I N A N C E.com. You can email me there. Um, I'll even put our office number out there, 404-237-2286. And you can call me or text me on my cell, area code 562-544-7217. Now, listen, when, when your messages are blowing up and your phone's blowing up, don't call me, brother, because the Hustle fam, they move fast. It's all right. This, 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 it's this all a, right. This is a community <laughs> of action takers, bro. So, you know, when they when they hear some good stuff, they're gonna move on it, man, for sure. But listen, I appreciate you for uh for, for, for speaking with me today, man. You you definitely cleared up a lot of things, put a lot of value out there. Um, thank you so much for joining me today on Truck and Hustle, man. You're welcome, and I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate what you're doing. Like I said, it's putting a lot of information out there. And for all the uh people that are looking to get into the truck industry already in the truck industry. Please take advantage of Rob Mail's information, the podcast that he's putting out there. He's having some great people on here that are talking about things that are important. Educate yourself so that you can learn from other people's experiences. For sure. That's all I got to sure. say. Thank you for the plug, man. I appreciate it. All right, Hustle fam. We out till next week. All right, y'all. Later. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love, truck and hustle.